0: Hello everyone, welcome back, this is the latest edition of the I Get Buckets podcast and as always my name is Simon Harris, and thank you for listening to a, a privilege to welcome here. First time I get Buckets Contributor Podcast, my very good friend and Cougar League Fantasy affiliate, the coach of Dame of Thrones. It's Mr. Christian Walsh.
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: it was, it's good to have you. It's um been on our list for a while to get you down, so I'm very, very happy um, that you're you're gifting us the time to come talk ball. So thank you. That's oh, all right. <laughs> first off, um, there's been a lot of ball happening, so we're gonna capture Some of the stuff that's happened, I want to talk Nets, I want to talk the Wild West, I want to talk Hoiberg who's been fired recently, and I want to talk Go Bears forehand and his backhand maybe. (laughs) So you saw (laughs) that yesterday?
1: Yes, I did. I I did not send you the uh, Instagram video. Yeah, the Donovan Mitchell
0: one? Yeah, it was pretty good. I was um, 2.30pm Australian time, that game starts, and obviously being the coach of Fresh Prince of Go I'm very invested in Rudy's performance this year, and I think I got a message at about two thirty-three going. Gobert has been ejected. It's like oh, I'm pretty sure the game's just started, but um, he deserves to get thrown. I think he wants to get thrown when he gets that. Yeah,
1: definitely the second one. But the the tip-off was a bit rough.
0: The foul was borderline ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty rough. I think it's almost like a statement. I mean, He's he came out the day before and. To talk about how small market teams almost get penalised, and he reckons it's an NBA thing, and referees call it certain ways to um, benefit large market teams. Do you reckon there's anything in that?
1: Ah, uh, look, I don't know of any evidence to suggest that, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you know refs play favourites of some teams, some players, especially if you have players that complain a lot. And you know, Gobert is one of those guys that does complain a bit. See. So. So you-
0: do you, I mean there's a lot of talk actually like that? There's some players, and I know ones we've talked about in terms of Spencer Dinwiddie, but other players, a lot of the stars though, they they seem to to ask more of the refs. Do you reckon there's? Do you reckon complaining puts you on the radar, or kind of with some refs, it kind of puts you in a place where they're gonna they're not gonna give you anything?
1: I think most refs like if if you're a star, you're gonna get the calls, but if you're asking for them, I. I don't know. I don't feel like you deserve it because you should get in the best place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think sometimes it's like star players put the referees into position to call fouls and if you put referees in positions to call them either your way a lot with contact and driving stuff that you're going to get some of the calls. Yeah, yeah,
1: for
0: sure. And I think in terms of Rudy Gobert he's not driving to the hole a lot so Mm -hmm. the, the foul calls that do get against him are you know, defensive ones that obviously he's not gonna be very happy with, but I think it's an interest I don't think like it might be it might be a bit of like an unconscious bias sometimes in terms of referees leaning towards star players and star teams, especially ones that are expected to play a certain mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's a any conspiracy theory or anything like that. No, like, you know,
1: there was that stuff in the nineties, you know. Um. Betting on games and stuff, but I don't know. Seems like the NBA seems pretty clean these days. Like, but also wouldn't put it past somewhere Yeah, like, I guess I wouldn't blame them. Like, also at the same time, they did. Like, it was and more. That's why it's more worrying about you know, this, um, you know, online betting stuff happening. What's going to happen? You know, that's that's like one worry for me.
0: Well, it's a bit crazy. I know in Australia it's different, but in America, how they are like fantasy sports, it's not Canada's gambling, and obviously America have a lot of. Strict rules around gambling but because yeah. it's fantasy sports, it's a bit of a loophole at the moment. And obviously, it's a huge market, it's gone off topic a little bit, but it'd be interesting if it kind of leaks into kind of affecting. I think it's fine at the moment, but it was interesting with the Rudy Gobert one that it kind of came a day after he had a lot to say. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it doesn't make <laughs> sense. Like, I'm not surprised. The but second, it yeah, was, pretty, was pretty rough to get
0: that. The second foul was like there, it's it rough, but rough. rough, but that first one. And when you get 2,003 minutes, and then it's just like, I'm yeah. here in the gym. I'm getting <laughs> out of here early. <laughs> so funny, funny, funny is when he did that, and he sat back down on the bench. I'm like, don't get it. comfortable, mate. They're going to touch you. That's for sure.
1: His frodo the any person does... Uh, I think it's kind of disgraceful. Well, I'm Not disgraceful, but... <laughs> yeah, come on, like, your team's on the TV, like...
0: A bit tongue-in-cheek. Uh, yeah, like, it's not I think not he's necessary. milking a little bit.
1: Like, what's, the, what's, like... How's it benefiting
0: you? I was kind of expecting to wake up the next day and get a fine. Yeah. It didn't I mean, come.
1: I also a bit surprised to be gone. Yeah, but yeah. especially after smacking the um, you know table like that, like I thought it was. I, to make it I think that
0: it's it's yeah. they laugh about it now because they won. Yeah, it's
1: fair. But it's I mean, if they
0: lost, like when they're not laughing about it, yet. Mm-hmm. it yeah. It was because it was a two thirty game, and it's weird that you'd think you'd want to be interested in seeing two of the bottom four teams in the West play off, But I was really excited to see Houston at Utah. Um, you'd think going into the season, Houston-Utah would be a good game. It still was yeah. good. But I mean, not only did Gobe get tossed, but they, they did over Houston easy.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, like people are going a bit cold with Houston now these days. You know, a bit hard to watch at times. So I don't blame them. Don't blame people if they don't really watch them as much. But, like, that's, that's a blockbuster game, though.
0: Well, it was meant to be a block after the game. Mm. I mean, Harden had his worst game for the year. Mm. Um, I think. Pull... Well,
1: he did that fast possession with a flop. Yeah.
0: Partly, so. <laughs> we only, I mean, it was Blight, so he only played 28 minutes. I'd be surprised if there's been many games where he hasn't played that much. only oh, scored the 15 points. I mean, he averages close to the 30. Oh, wow. um, Donovan Mitchell stunk up the court, but I mean, it didn't matter. Jones was played really well. Do you see the. Um, was it that game or the other one where. I think it was a different one, actually, where Ingalls had what looked like a lob alley pass that go better and just swishes through the room. Oh, you yeah, know? I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Ingle's yeah. been playing well. Representing yeah. you. Is he... I guess after Ben Simmons he's best Australian playing at the moment. sure. Yeah, exactly. So. You have to be. Well,
1: you know, being one of the leading three-pointers. He... Sure in the league,
0: you know. La- last year was an absolute disgrace that he was in a three-point contest. Yeah, yeah, like, sure. a disgrace. Yeah. And it, it, it felt like only in the back end of the season Ingle started to, like, yeah. get
1: yeah, respect. Yeah.
0: Respect. yeah. Sure. He's he's a walk-up star of the three-point contest, is he? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like the the dunk contest, it's like, sometimes it's whoever they kind of pick. But mm-hmm. the three-point contest, it's a... If they... There's... The players want to be in there. It's a sign of respect that you're one of the best shooters in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no really gimmicks. It's pure mm-hmm. shooting. Mm-hmm. I think he wants to be there. He's got a point to prove.
1: It's funny that our two best players, one, he's like an incredible three-point shooter and the other one I can't shoot at all. But...
0: Yeah, well... We'll quick we'll switch the six, isn't it? Because I want to talk Simmons, I want to talk Mark out fault yeah. Do you think so so it's almost at a point where they similar to Kawhi Leonard, where a player's got an injury, their their management doesn't agree with the medical team of their diagnosis. Do you go to enough specialists that you find one that wants to go on record to give you a diagnosis that makes it like feasible and you've got a treatment plan because apparently it was leaked that he saw upwards of 10 specialists and only one diagnosed him. Do you keep going to places until you get something as an excuse or the fact that it took, did it take this long for them to properly diagnose what's wrong with him?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really tough. Um, it's hard to say, like, you've got to trust the player. They're the ones going through it, right? But... Same time, like obviously they got some of the best you know, specialists and people there to support him and help him. And I don't know; it's just really tough. I'm, I'm just as confused as everyone else. Like,
0: so I think they're saying, like you know, it's going to take about a month or so, mm-hmm. and then who knows if he when he comes back if he can come back. Um, yeah. But are, are you out on Marco Fultz? Like his trade value is probably low lower there it is, but at yeah. the same yeah. time, because it's so short removed from him being a number one player. We finally have a diagnosis. So let's say teams, you know, look at the medic and say, "Well, now that we know that something's wrong, we can fix it, and he can become what he was looking at touted as a number one pick." So, do you, I mean, do you see a future for him at 76 seventy sixes, and do you think he can kind of live up? Is it almost a buy now option for teams?
1: Well, I think he's. I think he's got to get a new situation. I think there's just, you know, too much has gone on there. I think he just needs a fresh start. He's got Jimmy there, Jimmy Butler, like, it's not really, you know, probably going to make it any easier for him. I think it's just best that he just finds a new team. I think mean, that's the best thing for his career. If his career is going to, you know, as a number one pick, he was great in college, if he's going to take that next step eventually, I think he's got a really good
0: team. And is it the best thing for the Sixers, maybe, as well?
1: <clears throat> probably not, because he's got no value at the moment, but... You know they can't really do much.
0: I guess the but thing is with faults. Obviously, it's a it's a really early time to to kind of ship out.
1: Yeah. It's really tough because like they're in a really tough position. Like I'm sure they didn't see themselves being where they are now a couple of years ago. Like they've gone from having two like players who came off years of being having these awful injuries, and now both guys are essentially all star players. Then now they got Jimmy Butler like they could make the finals this year. Like, that's definitely a possibility. Like, I don't know if they will, but, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely a chance there. Hey, and but, so, if, if their window is now, Markel's not in... I don't think he's there.
0: Well, think can he can, there. Can you come back and be a contributor on a, a good playoff team this year?
1: Not this year, I don't think so. No. I don't think so.
0: The thing is, as well, because they talk Mark our forward says in, like, he's on his rookie contract. Mm. But because... It's almost the Derek Rose rule in terms of they've like adjusted rookie scale payments for guys. The number one pick gets a lot of money. So yeah, Mark Alfred's he's on eight and a half million or close to this year, mm-hmm. close to ten million next year and then a up for twelve the year after that. So it's not like you keep him on your roster because he's on a cheap rookie scale like contract. It's not really that cheap for a number one pick anymore. Like he's getting paid this year the fifth highest wage, and that's including Wilson fucking Chandler, who's on the books for 18 or $12 million. But, I mean, they're not paying much. That's the thing. They want to get, I think, their roster um, complete to kind of look at the next couple of years when they've got Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. And the reason we started talking about sixes in the first place was when we talked about shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Stephen A. Smith and a few being at this game, the problem that we talked on the other podcast was... You can't have two backcourt guys that can't shoot. One in Marco Fultz who can't shoot and one in Ben Simmons who doesn't shoot. Now you've got obviously Jimmy Butler you start JJ Redick. But the problem doesn't completely go away. No it doesn't. it doesn't. At what point does Ben Simmons start need to shoot? I don't think he needs to shoot to yet. I think it will come. Like, I think part of the process but it needs to be on the agenda work. It's not like we look at Ben Simmons and say he doesn't need to develop a jump shot. That's ridiculous. Like, he, he wants does. to. Yeah. He yeah, wants to be sure. better. The Nets game, about a week ago, mm. I mean, and I try to watch Sixers when I can, they didn't go near him. They just, like, backed off completely. Really? And I saw that
1: one where, I think it was Dim, where he was actually in the paint. Yeah. And he was up the top. Simmons up the top of the ball.
0: And we saw oh. that in the Boston series mm. in the playoffs last year with Ben. And it's going to happen again until... Um, Like, he hasn't... Unless he's attempted one in the past few games that I missed, he hasn't attempted a three this year, again. And I feel like we talk about it a lot, and it's hard because he's so good. Like, he's amazing. He's, like, an absolute freak. But it's going to be something that we keep talking about because the Sixers are attention-worthy now, and Ben Simmons has got the draw. He's an Australian. We want to talk about it, so...
1: But the longer he leaves it to start shooting, I feel like the more attention it's going to bring Like, we've seen in practices and stuff that you can, can, like, generally there is a shot there. Like, you know, the technique isn't great, but.
0: Well, that's the thing, like, because I, like, if practice is one thing, but it's not like he's hitting mid ranges within a, a genuine shot, like technique. And you just need to extend that distance out. He doesn't shoot mid ranges. He, he shoots push layups. He's got the sky hook. He's got the finger roll. He's got, he's got everything. he, he he doesn't shoot a jump shot like at all in a game not even like a not in an NBA game, game. no <laughs> <laughs> only when he came yeah. over and played you know what um, not awarding like uh, he was like came over for one of the summer and he's just yeah, like yeah. shooting in the hoops and stuff like that that but. was his first That was
1: his first before his first year he actually played yeah it was like on the Northern
0: of Melbourne I think it was yeah other teams we want to talk about so we're down to two coaches five so far Maybe more before the end of the year, but did you see the Hoiberg firing coming?
1: I was really surprised. I don't really see the point in doing it now. Like, may as well tank, you know. Yeah. You might as well put the ball in Levine's hands and let him score as much as he wants. It
0: seems like they were doing that already.
1: I just don't understand the point of now. I was just right out of the season.
0: It was weird with the timing. What I got the feeling of, and maybe read, was... With, obviously, Markman coming back, and Portis coming back, mm-hmm. Chris Dunn coming back, um, there was this rumor that it's easier for the Bulls to fire him now because if they do start winning with their guys back, it makes them harder <laughs> to fire their coach and they don't think that Hoyberg's a solution long-term. That's um, right, yeah. But, I mean, other than that, you, if you're the Bulls, you want to be kind of pretty bad still. There's no real reason to win too much.
1: No, there's not. You just want to you know, get your young players in minutes, get some experience, and well, that's what they're doing. But
0: well, Markman really, hit the um, go-ahead layup to win the game today. Saw that. Did well. I thought it was funny because um, Levine played alright, but they were doing offense defense. What they kind of do mm-hmm. at the end of the Russell sometimes as they <laughs> sub Levine out for D, and he like waved off the sub to. Um, the coach he's like nah I'm staying in and um, Russell Westbrook just blew by and got a layup and then for the last play of the game after Markin hit the layup um, he completely fucked up the d- assignment again and left the guy away they just didn't hit the, the shot so I think Levine was quite lucky there he's, he's got a lot of work to do on defence but... I
1: don't understand he's young he's athletic like it's pretty it's just an effort factor like well that was the thing like okay.
0: someone who can is so athletically gifted
1: yeah
0: how much does it come down to effort it?
1: um it's like Westbrook sometimes as well like if, do, if the ball's not in his hands like not you no know, more so on offense but like if the ball's not in his hands in offense you just sitting there in the corner with his hands and his, his knees like just, yeah don't get it from lately,
0: but I think like, the at the time the Levine contract was the right thing I like I like Levine as player I'm usually sure he's been really good I think he was the first person since Michael Jordan in Bulls uniform to score like 30 points like Four times in a row, or something like that. Like, um, I, I might be I something, with something wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. There was some stat I can't remember exactly what it was, where it was like Mark Jordan Levine in terms of scoring, and yeah, wow. like, um, he's good. And I think they're still quite flexible. The thing is with Parker, I think the signing was weird, but the twenty million next year is a team option. Yeah. Uh, so do they get rid of him? Get rid of him? Yeah. Um, Omira Chic Sheik <laughs> still yeah. on the books <laughs> it was just looking Robin Lopez goes and you build around Carter, Mark and and hopefully a top yeah. six or seven pick maybe next year and um, I still I still, still think Dunn's a good ish player like he, he showed it last year when he came back and remember the Bulls were awful and they went on like a bit of like a six win run I think yeah. and they do things like I think there's there's hope for the Bulls I, I think firing Hoiberg was weird because I don't know if we know if he's a good coach. Like, he's what coached them two years. I wouldn't know.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, maybe two three years. Yeah. Yeah, very unproven.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see if he lands someone. He's got him and Tyrone Lou and um. Is that it? I think we're gonna fire the look yeah. at jobs, yeah. but that's right. Tyrone Lou's getting paid what millions of dollars to not be <laughs>
1: It's probably
0: the best for him though. <laughs> Just sit at home. <laughs> Just cast the checks. Other um, NBA news that came around today, so we're talking Aussies. Matthew Dellavedova of Dover back to, to Cleveland. Coming home. <laughs> coming I, home, yeah. I think it's a, a win win scenario for probably both um the Bucs and, and Cleveland, yeah.
1: Yeah, well with Cleveland getting that the
0: first round the first and second round picks, then you know it definitely makes more sense. I think um big thing for Milwaukee for me is um, they're probably looking to, to set up a roster a spare roster spot mm. and this is potentially maybe the start of more moves mm. for them I think George Hill can contribute for them yeah, I mean definitely. really
1: was it like? do they get Decker as well in that? I know he's involved but did they end up getting
0: him I think they got Decker but then he was shipped um, to Washington for Jason Smith I think there was a switch there that like helped yes, Washington so. get under the luxury mm. tax by more. Mm. so um, I think I'm not sure if Jason Smith goes, and they kind of look to to get rid of him somehow. But I think they take on George Hill's money, and it gives them more free money what next year because mm. both what Henson's on about eleven million this year and eleven next. I think we said, and Daly's what about ten this year and ten yeah. next. Whereas George Hill's on eighteen this year. He's got nineteen what next year, but there's only one being yeah. guaranteed.
1: But for the box this year, like what does that mean for Robden, and Bledsoe? Like well, you know, I think George Hill just say you know. I there is a you know, an emergency. Is he like a more mental? Is he actually in court time? I think
0: it's court time. I think Brogdon hasn't really been back up point guard, he's been more like few minutes more spot up shoot guard, yeah.
1: Mm.
0: I mean I haven't watched a heap of Malcolm Brogdon, but
1: I feel like he gets the same stats every game except points. Like yeah. there's always four rebounds, always
0: four or three assists, like He's been solid. Yeah, he has been by just looking at the box score. I mean mm. Malcolm Brogdon is in the top of the list of my yep. um, league pass guys to watch. But. Oh yeah,
1: and fantasy as well. I can tell you from experience, <laughs> that he's, he's
0: not. Hot. But I mean, I think George help. He'll like helps them. I think he's another guy you can kind of
1: especially in the out playoffs. You want the ball in someone's hands, like yeah, outside of. Um, yeah, think, know, I think I so. think
0: the Bucks are looking to win, and they've seen they showed that they you know potentially. Yeah, you can do the three
1: two. I think there's
0: like four teams in the East, and then gap before there's pace as Detroit and those four mm. are probably you know I mean the Celtics haven't been amazing but they're still
1: yeah
0: look at them 76ers um, and then obviously Raptors and mm-hmm. the Bucks. Mm-hmm. so I think they see a window for them I think um, well they got to they got
1: to do something about it now while yeah still and
0: I think if anything the of the Bucks' past is they've kind of run to teams in playoffs and I think the first and the second seed in the East is going to be very important this year because mm-hmm. If you finish mm-hmm. third or fourth, you know, and you might run into, yeah, Pacers or Detroit potentially, who might be quite good. But, you know, if you get the the first or the second and run into, let's say, Magic, um, I know Charlotte have actually been pretty good, but I think the first and the second seed, it's sometimes it's all about how it kind of falls. And I'd much rather play, let's say, argument's sake of Washington or Orlando <laughs> than yeah, a Pacers yeah, right. in the first round. It just yeah. makes things easier. I think the Bucs are setting themselves up so they can make more moves potentially at the deadline um, and maybe be active at the buyer's market. Um, mm. When, I mean, players before you got traded like Kyle Corvo, like there's other guys out there that you'd think, I mean, I'm, I don't know there's a huge market for Jr. Smith, but other guys that, you know, rebuilding teams are not going to want. Robin Lopez is probably a prime Fly out candidate, I think that could help. Um, I don't know if he helps the Bucks really, but you get the Lopez brothers together, that'd be fun.
1: <laughs> uh, fun? Don't know about fun. I'd say uh, you, you put
0: Robin Lopez <laughs> game together and Brook Lopez, and you have a complete bona fide NBA player. You put yeah all the skills. You put one has the defense, the rebounding, on the block. I mean, and then you put Brooke Lopez three point shot. I've been wanting to see the Lopez brothers on the same team for 10 years it's, we it's i personally it's been, tried to see Giannis
1: at the 5
0: yeah I'd rather that I want to we'll have to look up um, Giannis's 3 point percentage later well yeah, yeah it started yeah. off absolutely horrific has it got any better we'll have to look it up later but um, it's interesting I think um, for one we, we want to see Dalio on the court yeah
1: it was fun oh, in Cleveland yeah, we haven't yeah. seen It was really important to the championship like yeah, and he he was the second best player in the, the first year in the finals from the former team as well. Like, yeah, like obviously that's not saying much because Karine Love, but you know, he well, has. You can have those games where you know, he's reliable with the ball, but then you can also have those games where he hits a couple of threes and you uh, out.
0: Well, when he was good, he was like one of the best, like on um, both like defenders there uh, was yeah, for a sure. string, and there was a
1: week where they were saying that he could he was like the answer yeah. current Steph Curry. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well there was a point after one game It was like, is he going to win the, the MVP? Yeah. I mean, it was a joke, <laughs> but still. Um that's a good joke, though. And even though he has that, that little kind of weird two-handed, like three-point shot thing, like yeah. he was lights out for that. That was a time where he was yeah. very, very reliable. And
1: LeBron trusted him as well. Yeah, I like, think... the about him.
0: It, the NBA is um, better when Dele getting minutes. Yeah,
1: for
0: sure. It'd be sure. nice to see him. Same him play. He just fell out of the rotation mm. completely there. I we mean, haven't had some
1: daily controversy in a while too. So.
0: well we just need to get him up against um, Al Horford again, yeah? Yeah,
1: it's true, it's true. See
0: that. Al Horford doesn't like you to play hard. Fun- yeah, Delitova's they just finals. getting under his legs again. Mm. It'll be fun. Um, It'll be nice. I think the first round is the gem for Cleveland, really. Mm. Um, you just stockpile gifts. It's weird. Cleveland, I think at the start of the year, um, ownership was almost like we should be still competitive. I think everyone else was going, I don't know. I don't think so. And then obviously, as soon as Love went down, the other ones are Love. Is it, does he get traded? Do you think he finishes his.
1: I, well, when is he contract contractor?
0: Well, he just re signed for another like four re-sign. years.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, I think he's getting, not, he won't get traded this season, but I think.
0: I think he's getting paid like a lot of money but half of the reason they signed him and it's why um, I think we said it sometimes you re-sign players because they become an asset for you and mm-hmm. they can they can trade you so mm-hmm. I think the whole plan is when they sign him for this deal that if he plays for you that's great you know he's a bona fide top mm-hmm. whatever player in the NBA but you get him I think he's, his money's probably a little bit more than most teams would like to pay but as soon as he's on the books, then he's an asset. He's a tradable asset for you. You, you instead of letting him walk, you could potentially turn him into something. Yeah, that's right. Um, and like his
1: trade value was, you know, he was very important for Cleveland during the. You know, oh well, when he's on, era, he's,
0: he's top twenty player in the NBA.
1: Mm, that's like if now that LeBron wasn't there, they'll expect him to be a twenty and ten player again, right? Yeah. And so his trade value would go up to, from where it was, and then maybe with the contract, he's more tradable. They can get better assets yeah he's getting paid a lot so he's
0: on the books for five years it's a lot a lot of money he's getting paid close to 30 on the last or or basically the next four years it could
1: get pretty rough
0: that last one or two years so here's another thing we talk Kevin Love as we're sitting below a signed Kevin Love jersey (laughs) it's my pride and joy on the wall I love my Kevin Love with LeBron teams and you take LeBron out of Cleveland and obviously you see they're not really doing that well but I feel like that champion run, he kind of deferred to Kevin Love, and he was still like second best player. Now you put him in the Lakers at the start of the year, they're like, "Who's the second best player?" I would have gone Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know if I've changed my mind, but it's a lot closer now. Brandon was a player like who's mm-hmm. who's their second best player on that team. Uh,
1: well, I think the most like complimentary player is Chris Paul. Yeah, I'd say, um, and even like he's showing like good chemistry with Lonzo. Like you know, obviously Lonzo's. Still missing a jump shot still and stuff, but like it's good to see those two have chemistry. Um, but it's still hard to say about who's the second best player. We had I don't the, think I think we're gonna stop thinking about LeBron teams is who's the number two, who's the number three. Like
0: Yeah. If it's, we've it's, done that
1: for so long now, like we yeah. just start thinking about it differently.
0: Well if we think about like how they kind of build around because there was a lot of talk about how good the Lakers are gonna be this year with LeBron and how much difference that makes. LeBron's in the West now. Mm -hmm. Like, there's more competition. The Cavs could kind of, like, limp the playoffs, and they're always the best team still. But, I mean, people were saying the Lakers team that he's going to was better than the Cavs team that left. They were younger. They had more athletic ability, but they weren't, they weren't better.
1: Yeah, I, I think, well, Cleveland obviously was better suited to LeBron's skill set, but I think, you know, there's better assets for the Lakers, I would say.
0: Yeah, I think, like,
1: yeah, definitely a bit. I think
0: we sit and wait on Lonzo still, and I'm very high on his ability. Mm. And I, I think a lot of people still. I mean, and but I mean Ingram hasn't taken the step, and Ingram's looked better when they put the ball in his hands and they have LeBron on the bench. I think so. I mean, that makes things difficult. Mm. I think for him sometimes, but um,
1: I did see a stat today that I think Durant, which he's often compared to right in terms of. the the body maybe let's go say a little bit. Yeah, Durant won his first scoring title at this age.
0: Uh, what groom is that now? That's crazy. Well, I remember that was that um, time where like there's a it's a matter of um, when not if when Durant was going to be the mm. MVP and that mm. was after that couple yeah. of seasons, Switching. probably the first season when they moved to Oklahoma City, I
1: guess mm-hmm.
0: um, after Seattle, obviously, but.
1: I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure about him. Like, uh, there was those, Like, he's obviously been better um, when LeBron's been off the court. Like, he's had the ball in his hands. He can do his thing. But
0: I think the Lakers yeah, are just hard to kind of pick. They're...
1: It's a mismatch and you know, it makes sense. And it's it's not a good situation for Ingram and Murray. But I still believe in him. I still oh yeah, he can be a really good player.
0: I'm all I'm in on Ingram. Let's I don't just... know about
1: him being like you know one of the top five players in the league but I can definitely see him being all star on stage.
0: But there was a reason why they, like, would refuse to put him on a trade block when they were talking Kawhi and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, after the year. And, like, I don't think he's as untouchable as he was four months ago.
1: Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. be interesting if they ever revisited that, like, if they had the opportunity to revisit that trade, if they knew what Kawhi is now. Like, because at the time, they didn't, we didn't know if yeah. where I was going to be that same player yeah. again, right? Like...
0: yeah. Well, what was the deal? I think what they wanted was Lonzo and Ingram plus a couple of picks. Something like that. I think maybe the rebuttal they said let's take we don't want to get rid of Ingram but we might include Kuzma and yeah. went, no. I don't know. It was all rumors. There was obviously yeah. nothing that we like had concrete. But we all like Lakers kicked in the tires on a Kawhi trade quite a few times and I think they couldn't get to a deal and one of the deal breakers was there was they weren't going to part with Ingram. Mm. Like, it just they weren't—they wouldn't want to do that. And I thought that was the right decision. I still think it's the right decision now. But I think its His, his values. I mean, a lot can change in four months, and at, by the end of the season, it might be completely different again. But um, well, it just
1: depends what, like, it depends what LeBron's plan is going to be for the next couple of years. Well, I mean, does he still want to be the number one guy in three, four years, or does he want to kind of take? Is he happy to take a back seat and maybe let Ingram take over a little bit, or? It's gonna be. I think
0: LeBron's happy to do whatever until it's winning time, and then he's LeBron. Yeah, maybe. And if the t- the sure. team's good enough, but it's just it's so crazy because the the West is so competitive. You just have to be good all the time.
1: Yeah, there's error
0: really. With um Lakers, the other thing that was headlines this year or this week was possibility of LeBron wanting Mellow to. Join the team. Is that, re- like, on the outside looking in, it doesn't really feel like there's too much benefit to that. If they, um, I
1: think he just wants to make his mate feel good. Like, and that's it? <laughs> I
0: think so.
1: Like, I think he knows that, you know, it's, it's, it's towards the end for Miller. Like, I think he's just trying to make his friend feel good.
0: I think he's not going to change. What he was on the Thunder <laughs> and what he was in Houston is what he'd be for the Lakers. Yeah, so exactly. If you, exactly. if you want some, I mean, both teams wanted Mello to kind of come off the bench and be like a scoring kind of threat mm. who you know runs the lions. Um, but he he just hasn't really kind of bought into that role as much. And if he's not hitting the shot, which I think percentage wise he hasn't been, then he he's, he's not valuable for your team. I mean,
1: it's what's not- the point of having him if like it comes to the playoffs and team's going to pick you apart?
0: Because, I mean, if Beasley was doing, like, so shit and he could take his minutes, but Beasley's not being really getting minutes. you'd yeah, right. You'd be getting into guys, like, potentially, like, Josh Hart and mm-hmm. even, like, other guys who mm-hmm. um, would you play over him. As soon as you're short, if you, you're bringing him over to potentially play playoffs where he's got experience, but then in playoffs you'd be short in the rotation and some of these younger guys are losing out who are a lot better on defense and are potentially shooting better than him, I don't see the real real benefit I He's mean, not gonna,
1: if he hasn't benefited, like, uh, like OKC... Okay, it remind me of... Yeah, if Lakers yeah. are, like,
0: rolling out a... Um, Rondo, JaVale, LeBron, Mallow, someone else <laughs> lineup... <laughs> it'd be crazy. It'd be, like... Uh, five years ago, that team would be... What yeah, say. <laughs> yeah, it
1: looks good on paper, but... Is it going to work?
0: Yeah. I think it's interesting, because we're basically about quarter of the way through the season... Um, to start looking at the West, because we get 10 games in, even like 15, you're like, you know, things are going to even out of 82-game season. You know, Houston haven't won many. Jazz started really poorly, especially at home. But we've got 82 games. Things are going to even out. Well, now we're, you know, close to 25 to, you know, 28 games most of the teams have played. And, you know, Houston is still second bottom. They're eleven to thirteen, but they're literally second bottom. Utah they're only, you know, thirteen, thirteen. But they're what? Um tenth? Even eleventh. And so mm. is it too much in the season, so we're we're starting to worry about these teams. Are you um thinking that Houston could potentially miss the D eight? It's like realistic, you
1: know. Yeah, well it's if they continue the way they they are, then it's definitely a possibility. I can definitely see um, more, you know, pulling something on the trade deadline just to give them a bit of a spark. I think, you know, a defensive spark or a shooter, I don't know what that's going to be, but they definitely need something, just to, you know, just... Because, as you've seen from, like, previous teams, like Miami had with the Big Three, Big Three, and, like, the Warriors, you need new players each year to kind of come in and, you know, you got to play for that new guy, right? And... Obviously, they just, like, lost that spark, that energy, and just trying to still work it out. And I think that trade deadline move could be the right thing to do to kind of get in there.
0: All right, so I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Oh, okay. Houston, do they make it or they don't? Yes, they do. Utah, do they make it or they don't?
1: Yes, they definitely do.
0: Spurs, do they make it or they don't?
1: No, they do not make it.
0: New Orleans, do they make it or they don't?
1: Uh... Yes, they do make it.
0: Okay, so we've got three teams that you've said that make it mm-hmm. that aren't in the top eight now. Yep. So which teams are the top eight fall out?
1: Okay, so we say um, Sacramento, number one. Yep, they so they're, they're eighth
0: out of 13 11. Mm-hmm. You don't think they make it? No, don't make it. Yep.
1: And then Memphis?
0: They're 15 and nine at the moment, playing very well if they don't make it.
1: I would say my bet would be that they don't make it.
0: Okay, and you got one more. Um... you know what they're the one that stands out to me too but it's too hard to say they're playing so well
1: yeah they are they are playing really well like I and that's because it would just be insane to see Poland not in there like if they don't get to the playoffs that's they're they're definitely going to play out the team's going to play out yeah um RKC they're definitely going to make it is definitely going to make it
0: yeah I feel like I'm, I'm with you, to be honest. like, But I think that's basically because we're looking at our preseason expectations, not yeah, on true. what what is happening. And we look at that and say, well, of course Houston, Utah, and potentially, I mean, I don't think the Pelicans are going to make it. But, I mean, they're third and fourth. The thing is with the Clippers, they play so hard that I can see, you know, them winning or losing four or five in a row. And then that's yeah. enough for you to just plummet. Um,
1: and, like, they got a lot of injury-prone um, players as well. Like
0: Because Denver, Golden State, Oklahoma City are making it. They're locks. LeBron does enough for the Lakers to make it. As you said, Portland are, are good enough, and I think we've seen. That's five teams, and it only leaves three spots for a lot of teams. And we're not even talking about Dallas and Minnesota, who have been playing better basketball. Both of them are 7-3 in their last ten. Um, it's just a really interesting thing now. And I'd love to revisit it at the halfway mark. And let's say the Clippers are still second in the West. Like this is a real deal. If they're halfway, Mike, you're like, you, you'd have to kind of back them in. Um, I am t- I'm, I'm super worried about Houston. I'm.
1: Well, I only mean, like it's still got a decent record. 11, 13 at the moment. Like that's still all right. Like that's, it's, it's just, just the 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 scenes are so tired, like.
0: But even on like you watch the games and um, it's just it's such a gauntlet, mm-hmm. like, and I t- don't know if they can like. It's, how many games are
1: they out of the eight though?
0: They're only two games out. Yeah, yeah I know. It
1: could be different next week. Yeah, they're but, second bottom no. and they're two games out. Yeah. How
0: ridiculous is yeah. that?
1: But like, let's say that the Clippers stay there. It's second spot, right? Yeah. Doc Rivers, Coach year Yeah. Like. Yeah, maybe. It's crazy to think about that he was like this once, like widely respected coach. And now everyone's starting to hate on him. And now, if they finish, you know, <laughs> if they finish in the second
0: in the West, I'd be voting for him. I think him and Mike Budenholzer for Bucks are probably the two leading candidates at the moment. Yeah, it's,
1: we're, we're, I'm really interested to see what that ends up. All
0: right. Well, we'll get you in in a couple months time we'll, we'll re-talk about it sure I'll play nice. this back yeah and we can we can see yeah. the East is just not as interesting to talk about yeah.
1: no it's definitely
0: not it's Washington are right. fuck I mean they're awful but and they've clawed yeah. their way back to only being a game out of the 8 how
1: many games has Oladipo been out now they're in the
0: fourth spot well he's been out for um roughly two weeks and he's still indefinite yeah. this is like a a knee knock it it I think it'll be back soon. But every time they say indefinite, I just hate that word when mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at it. But um, they're still four, fifth, and ten. But one want the last two. India yeah, are good though.
1: Yeah, they are. They they're, they're really good. They're a good team. Like that's what I'm saying. Like they're in the fourth spot and they don't have a the deeper there. Who's supposed to be their guy? Like it's it's a good sign. Like they're probably gonna finish at the fifth spot because Boston are probably deeper. I'd say they currently
0: in Do you reckon much change? I mean, the West, they're yeah. gonna, it's going to rotate like crazy for the whole year. But the East, the 8 might be very close to done. <laughs> yeah,
1: it could be done. Now.
0: <laughs> I think Washington can still climb in. And they have been a basket case. But the talent on that team is enough that so they can maybe yeah. do it. I think Orlando are not in the position that they really want to win. But they've been good. I think Charlotte and Orlando and Washington... To make it one mm. of the day
1: I am a little surprised about Miami. Um, you thought they'd be better. Yeah, I did.
0: Well, I think they thought they were better. You want to be better when you're ranked number one in the NBA on payroll. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, that's, <right.
1: laughs> that's not a good sign.
0: I mean, a lot of that's um, Chris Bosch which goes off the books. Yeah, I think they rough. get they get paid like insurance money or something for that. So
1: Bosch but... Whiteside, Whiteside is next highest. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like he's you know, Johnson. almost out of rotation at the
0: moment. Yeah, well, he's away for the birth of his kid. But he apparently was going to the toilet. Did you see that? I did see <laughs> that. When he left the bench. That's the worst thing you want to do when you're only in fantasy. just ask the permission.
1: It's so like left
0: the bench. Apparently, they dealt with it internally. So, whatever that means. That's a thing to do. My worry is now that he leaves for the birth of his child. They're on a six-game road trip. Let's just say hypothetically he misses four of them, and Bam just dominates, and then he comes back and he loses his spot, and then Spolster just runs with um, Bam.
1: Well, I think like Bam is definitely the long term player. Like
0: he doesn't have like the skill set offensively that Whiteside does at the moment. Not I'm not saying that Whiteside might be a positive
1: influence the on modern, the game. He's but, not in a modern center though. That's why, but Spolstra Bam was very um. But is Bam a modern seven? Well, he's more athletic.
0: Yeah, he's a. He can
1: roll up the rim pretty, as we've saying, Like he's yeah. pretty good at rolling.
0: Like I mean, you might fit the way they want to play a little bit more, but it's like the influence to to play a guy who's um, the highest paid player on their team, mm-hmm. if you don't count Bosch, which you shouldn't really. But yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, they just they're overpaying guys like. Paying Tyler Johnson way too much money, and that's the Brooklyn fault yep. fell from the contract. But he I mean, they much it. Dan Waiters is is he oh, he's injured still, but I wonder yeah. when he's going back. He's always fun to watch.
1: Yeah, he is. He's pretty good. Like, but like Miami can't. They're not really a market that can afford to just bottom out. You know, like so I totally understand them doing that.
0: Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. Miami have always been. I just feel like parts of these UTs have overrated themselves, I think, maybe a little bit, and I thought they were going to be good. Jay Rich is. I mean, they weren't really involved in those bullet talks, I think, because they wanted it to be good again. Mm. But obviously, yeah, they not. don't want
1: to give, give up Richardson. Like, he's pretty good.
0: Yeah, a good yeah he's, he's a great player. And awesome. he's one of their only good players that are on long term contracts that are worth it. They paid Justice Winslow, but he's got a team option, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're a big Justice Winslow fan.
1: Um, I would say I was. I was going to um, say, are you,
0: are you out? Are, are you still on?
1: I am off the island. <laughs> I'm off the island. Um, I still... I like watching you play, but... He, could, he should be better than he is. I, I thought he would have been better by now. Like it's his, I, it, yeah. When he was originally drafted... Like was it that draft where Mine was offered four picks for him? That's yeah, that's Three it. picks for
0: him? Something like that, yeah.
1: Like it, he was really good. Everyone said he was a steal at ten, like. And he like he was really good that first year and like he generally has been good, but that growth just hasn't really yeah. been there. The he's,
0: thing is he has all the tools apart from the most important one. And he just can't bloody shoot. Yeah. Defensively he's great, His IQ's there, he's you know, good with around the rim mm. in terms of switching and kind of um good passer, like uh, he's a good like hybrid kind of wing that can defend a lot of positions. Mm. He just can't score.
1: Mm. He was great to watch against Philly in the playoffs. Like
0: I'm like I'm not he, I'm not hundred percent out on him, but
1: Yeah, uh, like he ha- he has a place in the NBA still. Well, but I wouldn't center my team around him at this
0: point. I mean there's only there's literally only you know, like four or five guys who've got their extensions from their rookie class and he's one of them. So I mean, there's a place from the NBA. Yeah. Miami thinks so. Yeah. I think the other ones are Miles Turner, um, Larry Nance Jr. and Devin Booker, and then Carl Anthony Towns is all senior, I think.
1: Yeah, that's
0: it. Yeah. Other one, and we talked about before when I was talking. So we've got a Nets fan, two yeah. Nets fans, I guess. We'll talk. The other one of the extension is uh, D'Angelo Russell. So Nets finally. Break their eight-game losing streak today against the the league best team, Toronto Raptors. So um, it was good to see finally. Um,
1: it's great that we could just hold on. <laughs> just
0: Fred Fanfleet, thank you very much for finally yeah. missing a shot. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's but ready. <laughs> we've looked at the extensions. They can finally offer Spencer Dinwiddie forty-seven over four, and that's yeah, like that's to do right. with the CBA rules. Like how that's the max they can for him. And he's come out and said he's at the max. Um, fair, do you think there's room, one, for both D'Angelo and Dinwiddie? And you have to make the call on Dinwiddie first, and you'd offer him that number or
1: I think so, but he definitely has a little more prove. I think. Um, one thing about him that really, I'm not going to say bothers me, but the way that he just complains about every call, and, it's like, some of it is, is warranted. Like, he does get fair bit, does get hit. Um, he doesn't get those calls, but if you're going to keep complaining, like we were talking about before, like, yeah. if you keep complaining, you're not going to get those calls. You're not a star. Like, you're a role player. You can't expect star calls like that.
0: Yeah, so, you know we were talking about before, about, like, signing players and they become assets. Mm. Spencer Dinwiddie for... Eleven or twelve million a year, maybe a little bit more. I think or whatever it is, mm. over four. Like, like he, he's an asset. He, that's that's his value. Yeah, yeah. So then, then that's worthwhile kind of signing him. And then, if he's long term play from the Nets, that's great. Mm. Um, but like you don't lose him. You've like trained or like put the time and the effort into this guy. Because uh, if you don't sign him, you want to you want to trade him before the deadline. Really, yeah, you, you don't want to lose him.
1: No, you definitely don't. Like, a team like Detroit would, would have someone like that right now, I
0: think. Well, it's, it's interesting like, you say Detroit because it was one of the teams that cut him. When yeah, yeah.
1: That's why I said, like, um, he, he, is, he was shown to be a very good player. Um, I still feel like he has a, a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Um, I just like the way that he's he, he's very mature with the ball in his hands on the court at times. Especially, that's why sometimes I prefer him over um, Russell in terms of having the ball towards the end. Yeah, and I feel like less prone to turn the ball over. I
0: mean, yeah, and I feel Atkinson, um, as coach, tends to, to be putting his faith in, way, in yeah. Dinwiddie a little bit, yeah, for, for better or for worse. And I think the best thing about Dinwiddie is he has the pace. He can kind of um, turn mm-hmm. the corner very well. Mm-hmm. And I think recently in late game situations, he probably hasn't been closing and making the best decisions. But I think last year, and he has a capability to, be, to to kind of really lead the team and he's, he's very, very happy in doing that and I guess the, the big question is there, is there room for both Russell and Dinwiddie on the same team?
1: And well, I, especially with Carissa as well, like, it makes it really tough.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any reason why um, you can't.
1: Yeah, like, it um, has generally worked for us um, so far, like, I don't, I don't think it works because, you know, we're not in the playoff hunt. at the moment, but, um, you know, at times, it definitely looks like it's the right direction. Three and three guards, yeah, all kind of having happen turn and
0: you know, yeah, and I Durrell guess and, D'Angelo Russell's want to get his payday,
1: hmm.
0: um, and I think the Nets want to keep him. He's, yeah. he's a real kind of long term kind of guy, but it's all going to be about the number.
1: Yeah, definitely. I am a bit more skeptical um, though, with whether the Nets want to keep him. I I'm not confident that they think he is. Long-term solution, the cornerstone of the franchise. Like we know, Levert is the Levert and Allen is of two players. That's our future, right? But I don't know if our our third player is gonna is deserves the match Yeah, like, and I, I don't especially know if-, if our coach is continually choosing Dinwiddie <laughs> as well.
0: Yeah, and I get that, and I think that'd be quite um, apprehensive and. I think they've shown across the league is you don't want to overpay guys as stars unless you know they're stars. I think what D'Angelo Russell has in his vantage is that he's 22 and that he can develop and he's shown signs. And for the Nets especially, guys of his potential talent aren't walking through the door. So when you do trade to get him and you take on Moskov's contract and you move Brook Lopez and stuff to kind of get him, and, you know, the pick that turned into Kuzma. It's, I think Sean Marks is all about assets and retaining it, and I think that's the thing with unrestricted free agency. It's a bit high because you don't know what contracts mm. he might get offered, and you might get put in a position where it's too much. And I think, as you said, based on what they've evaluated his talent at being at, they won't say yes to signing him at any number. It's mm. got to be a number that makes sense for the organisation, but I still think they're quite in on what he brings and... I think he's one of the few players that you look at and you're like, okay, he can really be a very, very, you know, borderline elite player, and he shows a lot of inefficiencies and rooms room to grow. But um, I'd be very surprised if they they don't, you know, um, really kind of do a lot to to keep him around. And I know they're kind of clearing space and they've got this um this money but I mean they have room to sign a max, keep him and keep Dinwiddie. Um and then decisions obviously need to be made about Levert the year after.
1: Um, well, we can agree that Levert is the Max is the Max guy at this stage.
0: I yeah. mean I I love Levert. I think he's mm. amazing. I think mm. he's the best player on the team. Um does that mean he's max player? Maybe.
1: Well with that current situation I I wanna yeah, see he how he comes back. It does one thing about Russell though that worries me is that like the Nets are pretty open about the fact that this year for Russell was supposed to be about consistency. And at the start of the year he was well, he has not been consistent, but then as soon as Lebert went out, he had to take that step up and he has, which is which is really good. But now he's starting to be consistent, but then yeah. I guess it's just that fit with Karras. like
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting. I think he has the rest of the season, and that's I think it's best for all if they kind of sit and wait. But
1: yeah,
0: I'm just super paranoid that Phoenix Suns are going to offer him 28 million a year.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, like I think I mentioned to you earlier that um, like he's right, really good friends with Booker.
0: Like, yeah.
1: If they want to keep Booker happy, I kind of just reset. Yeah, it. I don't I know it. how much that know. comes into
0: it. I know, like people talk about friendships and stuff, but. When that much money comes into it, I don't know, but it'll be interesting. I think it's a wrinkle with the net season, um, and they're kind of halfway caught with like learning how to win, but not really wanting to win, and um, developing their players. And um, we'll see. I think at the start of the season, like you know, the seventh and eighth spot are so wide open that um, you can have a kind of look at trying to get it. But as long as the season goes on, if those dreams start to go away, especially if they you know, give up games like they have been. Um, the focus turns into next year and potentially playing guys like Kuroks and moving a Damari Carroll or yep. trying desperately to get off Krabs 18 million next year. Which I have no idea how that's going to happen. Very quickly before we go, because we will wrap it up because we're running out of time, um, was the Kenneth Fareed thing. We saw on Instagram. The funniest thing was when he liked the comment that someone said was, Freed should be playing over Dudley get that bum on the bench or something like that and he (laughs) liked it when asked Jared Dudley about it and I think Dudley's response was pretty um, in line Dudley was like you know we're players and you always want to get more minutes so I understand that but at the same time you have to act like a professional um, which was interesting but do do you you think there's minutes for Freed in the future or he's just rise the bench Uh, he has to earn them yeah he
1: definitely has to earn them. Um, I don't think the Nets are the spot for him though. I, but I also don't know what other team would be the right situation for him.
0: He's like an energy guy but I just don't think with the defence he's a little bit too big maybe to play power forward especially yeah. um, if Good you're fun. playing in next to a, a, a centre who can't stretch the floor as much. Yeah. Because um, I mean he lost his, his spot out in Denver to like, you know, Jokic. They weren't mm-hmm. playing with the floor anymore. Right. Um, it's interesting. I think he's He's buried behind he needs Kurix is the one that's getting more minutes doubly yeah. he will go to the bench. I just don't think there's any... I just... No. It, no, it's not going to I don't think it's going
1: to work. He's no. stuck to the bench and he will move on to wherever he's going to go. He's I think, I think, think he's
0: just, um, just getting paid the cheques and then next year see if he can land anywhere. It probably won't be anywhere to be fair. But, I mean, it's a disappointment but because he's an exciting machine people really like to... He was really play. great for
1: the USA team. Yeah, so he I remember. Like, he like, can won remember what it award. Well, he when he was, board. after
0: his first couple seasons, he was on the USA roster, he, he won, like, a community award or something like that, but, I don't know, he was, like, part I think of, he was like. was,
1: like, a top three, um, was world championships, I think it was. Potentially. And Curry won, like, the MVP of, yeah, uh, whatever it was, world championships, and so I think two was free. Yeah. That's crazy to think about, right, like, that was, well, what, like, 2000 and. it wasn't it wasn't long ago really
0: four years is a long time in basketball now I guess yeah that's true
1: that's true but it's still it's
0: crazy to think about yeah oh well it was very good to have you on uh, the podcast I just want to say everyone thank you for listening we're on Spotify now for the first time so if you do have a look please follow subscribe we're on iTunes and Castbox Um, thank you for listening we'll be tuning out more and thank you very much Christian Walsh for, for coming in and talking ball
1: Anytime. Thanks
0: for having me. Cheers, everyone. We'll catch you next time.